What's the room again? Uh, 1240, down at the end. Ooh, what's that? Sammy, don't touch that. That's someone's old food. Here we are. Do you have the key? You have both of ours. Oh, right. Not working. Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? I'm tired. Give me yours. You have mine. All right. Please, if you could just... Dad, why aren't you opening the door? Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. See, I find this conversation interesting because we started out this conversation supposedly about race, and we've gotten it down into business. And what you're saying right now is very deep and very important. I know, Gene, you're very active in the Blackout Coalition online on Facebook. I've seen your comments a couple of times because we're friends. Yeah, I'm about you. to quit that goddamn group. Yeah, that man. group. They're they pissing me off, yeah, that nigga man. Ridiculous. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, why are we, st- we stuck on rudimentary shit? Every group I see on there, man. I mean, it's just a... There's showing a lot of dissension, and I think that a lot of it is to get people to the point where you are right now. But my point is that one of the questions that you'll see the mask online is how do we get this generational wealth? How do we keep these things going? And Grant, you just like described a, a huge problem and a huge impediment within ourselves that stops that from happening. If you had the manpower, you could. You could build a family business. You could build something, and who knows what could happen once you get to two or three, you know, locations. Maybe you get three. Maybe that three automatically jumps up to ten, and now y'all are all getting paid. You're all like making money, and everybody's good. But that's not an easy walk. That's not something that's automatic. It's not clean. It's not fresh. And like they asked the question in that group the other day, they were like, "Older men, what advice would you give to younger brothers?" In order to like, you know, what advice would you give them to help them out in the future? And one of my one of my answers to that was that and don't worry about appearances because you can't worry about appearances. You know, Grant, you you're describing the work of a hard man. That's a hard that's a man's work. That's a man's job right there. Twenty four hours on. 24, then 12, at least 12 or 16 more hours on, and then another 20, 24 hours on. That's not easy. That's not easy. And these everybody seems to want it easy. But you can't get that. They just think that automatically you should automatically have it, and that's not how businesses are built. It's not how they kept it. It's not how they cultivated. So, yeah, but if on television it is. Like if, you, if right. you're raised on television, that's what you think it's supposed to be. Like everybody thinks it's supposed to glide to this path. Like, folks don't want to hustle. No, you're right about that. You're right about that. And I, I learned that the hard way because, like, you know, and Grant, before you left, before you left Long Island the last time, what were we doing? We were working on moving, moving trucks. Mm-hmm. What'd you say, yeah. Grant? You're like, nope, I can't do this shit. <laughs> can't do this shit, man. I'm not going to be doing yeah. this shit. You know what I'm saying? On moving trucks? Yeah, I did yeah. that for yeah. three weeks. That shit is stupid. Yeah, that yeah. shit is, is I, listen, that's my, that's been my side hustle for years. So it's like, it's, it's not an easy yeah, you're a bad man. Yeah, and because I promise you, I was young and in, in shape. I didn't, you know what? I didn't care about the hard work. Mm-hmm. The shit was just so mundane. It's mundane, I didn't, you know. And and I mean, it just was like, I don't know, man. All, all, all them jobs where you're moving nice furniture into somebody's nice house and you ain't and you living in a, a shithole, that shit ain't fun. Well, for some for some people it isn't. For some people it isn't. My mind dreams too much I always, for that shit. Listen, I'm like, <laughs> see to me, see to me, I took that and I used that knowledge when I went out. When I went out, because it was always something that I did. 
So now when I'm doing mortgages and someone's asking me about a property or a house in a certain neighborhood and nobody's been to that neighborhood, guess what? I've been to that neighborhood. I know exactly what the houses look like. I've spoken to the homeowners. They would put me on the difficult jobs because not all the movers are like the smartest guys on the world. And they don't want them all really? talking to the yeah. You, it's hard to believe that a lot of them don't have PhDs, <laughs> but um, you know they're usually like. But you know, so they would put me on these jobs with these gigs, and I got to learn a lot. I learned a lot, and I used them to get sales later on in the day. When I say later on in the day, I mean years in a years in the future. But I used that information, and that's something that I I took it I took it and I looked at it as. All right, well, there's other jobs I can get, but there's other jobs that, but it's like that money off the books money is good, you know, first of all, and everything. And second of all, it's like I was learning something. I've always taken something out of every job that I've had, and I use it. And that's what work ethic is. That is what working smart is. Me too. When I worked at Sears, I took a lawnmower. And a VCR. <laughs> when, I work, when I worked at Hess, it was unlimited gas. I'm telling you, I always take something to use it when I work at a job. <laughs> this is why we missed you, G. Yeah, man, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Felon's perspective. And when I got to corporate America, I started using all that expensive training they were giving me. Yeah. Man, I'm talking about. To the next company. Yeah. Like, you know, the last yeah. company paid for my training to go to the next company. That shit is real. That shit is real. You go, I tell people, I used to tell people all the time, man, listen, get your real, use these motherfuckers, get your real estate license, then go do what the fuck you want to do with it. Because once you have it, can't nobody touch you. You know, it's exactly. yours. It's yours. Do what you have to do. But this is like, this is but part you, of the hustle. You, go ahead. You, you also have to have you have to have a certain amount of self-confidence in order to strike on, out on your own. See, people talk about faith like faith is about believing in something. Faith is about doing something when you can't see how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You understand? I mean, it's, it's but pe- people don't have that. People want to see it first, right? If, if, if I had, if I could have once it was built, yeah, people were ready, were willing to come, you know, and do whatever, you know, at least for a span of time. But as I'm trying to build it, nobody want to be down. Right. Well, people. But how how are you going to get people who think that way when the education system says, "Here's ten facts. We're going to ask you. We're going to ask you about these ten facts on Friday. We're going to spend the next four days talking about these ten facts, and on Friday, I'm going to ask you to repeat those ten facts." Right. Right. And who and who's doing the teaching? That's the other. So yes, yeah, it's, it's the basic repetition and remember. Mm-hmm. And then who's teaching? What's the goal? What's the end goal in in memorizing dates and you know places and events? What's what's the end goal of that shit? And that brings me back. Go ahead. And that brings me no, back. No, that brings me back to my conversation with the tea lady today, because. She was saying that people come in and we were talking about our, both of our holistic experiences, me as a former personal trainer and how I like go about how I went about getting my certification and digging deep into it and finding something that was actually comprehensive 
that I could use on many different levels, not just like exercise, but nutrition. And she did the same thing with her teas and things like that. And she was describing people, but we were talking about systems. She also used to work in the private sector before she gave it all up and grew her hair long and put on the tie-dye and did all the other stuff that she was doing. So we're talking about systems and people. And the thing is that the educational system that we grew up on Because of the fact of where we went to school, we were taught a curriculum where we were almost encouraged to think for ourselves and think out the box to a certain extent. It was allowed, I should say. We weren't, it wasn't cultivated, but it was allowed. Okay. Mike, you know, we've had the discussions about, we know that they didn't push us forward, but at the same time, there wasn't the, there wasn't like the the extreme indoctrination that they're getting right now. The indoctrination that they're getting right now is to teach linear thinking along one line, nothing creative, nothing outside the box. If you, if you do the math equation and you get the math equation right and you don't do it the way that they tell you to do it, then they take off points for it. This is the way that they're, that they're teaching. And the reason why it relates to that conversation was, you know, we were discussing how we think for ourselves. And she was saying, you know, you'd be surprised how many people come in here and they ask me about their about their mixtures for their teas, and they say, just do it for me. Can't you just do pick something for me? Because the system is set up to make people or to allow people. They don't want you thinking for it. They want you asking or doing what you're directed to do. So this is the way that they're... That's a stretch from tea, but I get you. Well, it's not... Well, the tea <laughs> is like... Yeah, well, the tea is important. But like, you yeah, know, you know, because I just want her to mix my shit because I don't feel like learning that shit right now. Yeah. But I guess I don't know if that has if that's systematic. Well, she's not going to give you she doesn't she'll she'll give you information on your tea, you know, right. what it is that's good and why it's good. If you're interested and she'll do it I while see. you mix it or whatever. But, you know, but she has to know you have to have some type of feedback. You have to be able to conversate. You've got to be able to interact back and forth. And these kids and these people that they're teaching nowadays, probably for probably I would say for the past fifteen years, they're coming out and they don't have that ability to differentiate, to um, make decisions on their own, to think on their own. If they're not led, they need to be led into a certain situation, and I, that's not going to it's not going to build any creators. So it's like it's almost as if. It's almost as if they're creating their facts. They're making their facts true. It used to be they used to say, well, I've never got a job. Job creators are only people rich. And we just discussed that a lot of people that are rich, they come out weaker. And they're taking their checks and they go off and everything. So where is the, where is the innovation coming from? Because my understanding of innovation is that it's always come from need and necessity. The car was created because of a need. The horse-drawn buggy before that was created because of need. Black people were brought over from Africa because of need. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, so the in, the innovation now, the innovation nowadays, is taking something already there and kind of figuring out how to how to repackage it. That's been going on for a minute, but that's not that's no longer going to give you a a lifelong um, income. Is my point? It's not gonna. It's not going to take you for. It's not going to take you from twenty to forty, from forty to sixty. 
and into retirement, that one idea isn't going to do it. It may like, you know, it may be good for you for a year or two, a couple of years, but it's not going to do it. I just see that the, that this kind of, I feel like this whole world, like, you know, all these questions about reparations and all the stuff and everything, you give, you give us all this money, but what are we buying into? We're buying into nothing. Buying into systems that don't work. You know, you can't really take, it's like, what are we going to do? We're going to take that reparations money and put it in the stock market and everything. They probably changed the, they probably moved the fucking goal line. At right. that point, well, somehow, that would be tradition. Yes, yeah, so the king said, <laughs> "I fear, king. I fear, I'm integrating my people into a burning house." Yes, right. So you ain't never met my little the king, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so, it, so if, if, we, if we agree that the house is burning, then yeah, the reparations probably don't mean anything. They they probably wouldn't mean anything on a on a long term basis but or or i should say not on a long-term basis but on on a on a broad basis but there will be some if you were if we were to get reparations there would be some that would do i don't want to call it the right thing but they would do something that they thought was the right thing in order to build that money into wealth you know what i mean i don't i don't think everybody would just be you know, buying Jordans and Cadillacs. I well, think some people would take yeah, that some money of, and some try to buy trucks or cigarettes. <laughs> right, right. A rich bitch. <laughs> but but, they, but that's the whole. You know, everybody. If you would do what you would think would right was right and which would build wealth, but it's still building into the system. Like, and that's the problem. Like, we're all we're all educated in the same way. We're all like, this is the system. Like, until you can step out of it, which, you know, they're not going to let us do here. But the, does it yeah. have to be? Does it have to be? Does it have to be? It has to be. You know what I'm saying? It has to be. I mean, we, we see. We see. It's China likely that right now it would be. There's no indication right now that you know that that you know it wouldn't be. For, you'd be giving thirsty people who've been walking in the desert. Five gallons of goddamn water and telling them, be smart with that water. Right. Mm. I got that's, that. That's really good. I like that. That yeah. is. That is. But what, edible you know, just like kicked you, in, like, and sometimes it does that. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, candy but, samples, bro. Samples. My artiste. But no, like, you... like, like this thing, I came, I came in a thing, right? More than likely, I would be. Um, you know, I would probably, if I came into some money right now, more than likely I would invest in the markets. Like I would try to build wealth through the markets, okay. but building wealth through the markets is investing in the system. Right. Like I then have to root for capitalism to do its thing for my investment to work. I'm rooting for him right now. Yeah, but that's a zero sum game. Oh, it, can we agree that capitalism is a zero sum game? So what's the point in that? True capitalism is, yeah. So, but how do you take, like, you know, Grant's trying to do something sort of outside the system within, you know, mm -hmm. but how do you, if you're a regular dude, you just try, like, now you get this windfall, how do you build it in a way that doesn't make you have to root for this broken system? I'm going to tell you when I do it. Well, what? But, but it's, All right, it's, well, it's, listen, it's let, me, let me give you, a, let me give you an example that's, like, close to me, and I, I, I never disclose my own personal business, so... It's like, you know, maybe we can all, maybe I'll try something new. I'll disclose information, 
Okay. So now we're looking at the end of this pandemic situation. And everyone knows that um, there's been a lot of, like, people not paying their rents. And there's been a lot of, there's talk of there being an economic boom in a lot of these houses going through. And my thought process is, like, I have two thought processes. I'm on a different path with doing some other things right now that I really like to consider. But I'm really good at what I do as far as real estate is concerned. So my process has been thinking, do I go into real estate for the next year and just put my nose to the grindstone and like kick major ass for a year or two years and get out of it? Or do I continue to do what I'm doing right now? Do I invest in the system right now? Well, if I'm investing, see, here's the bad part about the system and everything. And this is like, but this American, this is the American monetary system within which we live. Most people don't get to see it as close as I do. When I first got into real estate, not mortgages, real estate, I got into doing short sales and short sales is basically distressed properties. People were in trouble. They're underwater. So in order to do that, you have to talk to people, you empathize with them. And if you're, if you're good at it, it doesn't, you can't help, but have it rub off on you. You know, my clients become my friends. My clients become my confidants. My clients become like people that I become invested in their families and stuff. And at the end of the day, I'm there to make those sales because that's how I make my money. So A lot of times when I'm making these sales and I'm making these nice checks, these people have, they're walking away with, you know, as much or maybe sometimes less than I do when they're leaving their homes. And that's buying into the system. Now, on one hand, you're talking about somewhere where you can make anywhere from 20 to 50 to $100,000 on a transaction. And on the other hand, you're talking about like, you know, just basically it's almost predatory, but it's a necessary, but it's a necessary thing because what's going to happen is eventually somebody is going to come and they're going to remove them one way or the other, at least my way. And I they make might sure get, they get the best. And they so make you have nothing. a crack dealer dilemma. That's my basically what well, it is. I thought, I thought this was going to be something dealing. revelatory. Like, he thinks that he actually shared something of himself right. by, by being as almost as vague as possible. Yeah, every, everybody has that dilemma. If you were, if, look, He's like, look, I'm, let me share something. Human, like, into human, humanitarian you, work, I'm, you I'm have the something. crack dealer dilemma. I'm considering one path, but I might take another path. You got to hurt somebody to help yourself. Listen, I'm. I mean, but this, but it's like, so, do I? Go ahead, go ahead, Grant, please. So, so if so, let's bring let's, us back to humanity, Grant. Let's let's equate it to let's equate it to the 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 NBA, right? So you got all these brothers in the NBA that make huge money, mm-hmm. right? What or what we consider to be huge money because we only we consider it to be huge money because we don't really look at the fact that somebody got to cut that check. So mm-hmm. that that half a billion dollars that Pat Mahomes just signed for last year, mm-hmm. somebody going to be cutting that check, cutting those $40 million checks or $400 million check. So, mm-hmm. yes, we consider that to be a lot of money, right? So the problem is, and this and the NBA, I'm, I'm going to imagine that they're, they're 
fairly tight knit group of people. I mean, you're not going to like everybody, mm-hmm. but I'm imagining that they're a fairly tight knit group of people. Why can't, why aren't there, and there have to be some like-minded people in there. Why don't they, why couldn't they pull a couple of five guys, put some money together and do, you know, give it to Cube. Cube already got the three on three joint. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Invest in Cube. Right. You don't have to you don't have to uh, come up with something brand new. I mean, it's basketball. So let's say you had, I don't know, let's say Magic, Dr. J, Isaiah Thomas, Dominique Wilkins and Scottie Pippen, just to name five names. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't the five of them cats put some money together and get behind Ice Cube and his three on three joint and turn that into. The something that could compete with the NBA on a, you know what I mean? On a, on a earning money basis, on a paying the players basis. But that's something that's black owned. Why can't, why can't that happen? Because once they get that money, one, you got, you got to take care of your village. And so that slurps money away. But two, they get assimilated into the system. So Dr. J owns Coca-Cola bottling companies. Right. Right. You know, they get into that, you know, they get they get their money manager who probably is not black, mm-hmm. you know, putting them into mainstream investments mm-hmm. and sending that money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time they get the type of dough that they could use to impact something like that, somebody's already pushing that in different directions, man. Like by the time they grow up and get the consciousness, you know, they're catching these cats when you're at a college, when you're at a high school. Like, hey, man, you're just fortunate. You're, you're just hoping your dude ain't robbing you at that point. And the question is, okay, really, why you know, would they so take that chance? Not only that, they don't give a shit. Why would they take that chance? I mean, if you're coming from, if you're coming from extreme poverty, let's just take an extreme case. And you're coming LeBron. from extreme poverty. Yeah, let's take LeBron, for example. Okay. Coming from extreme poverty. Now, he's invested into the neighborhood. He's done different things, but it's not all his money, even the store. Like, I applaud him all the time for the school that he's made for those kids, but the school is run mostly with state public education-like funds, right. which is which is what it should be run which by. Which is smart, yeah. Yeah, which right. is what it should be it run by. It's like, you know, But he, he comes out of his pocket, and he puts some money out of his own pocket, but... As far as like those guys are concerned, they're only a drip. That money that they make is like barely a drip. And like Rob said, they're once you're on top of that, on top of the game, the NBA is like the NBA is very good with their power structure. They're very slick with it. They're very good with it. NBA players are essentially partners with the owners. They get a percentage of the. They're getting a large percentage of the revenue. Um, not as much as like the after the owners fucked them after that last. Uh, that uh, holdout that they had like about five years ago where they took like two or three points from them. But they're essentially partners, and the, and the top players make so much money. I mean, come on, Chris Paul, $40 million a year. You know, brother's making $40 million a year at 36 years old. Who the fuck is he turning against? You're going to turn against no, the NBA? Is, Nobody. Is, but it, is, is it about turning against? Is yeah. Is it is? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Because I'm gonna give you the Dwight Dwight Howard example that uh, that I heard, uh, somebody uh, that Farrakhan said uh, mentioned one time where he uh, he said something like uh, "Free Palestine" or some shit, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And within I think an hour, he was doing a public apology uh, apology uh, on TV and everything else 
Because here's the long and the short of it as to why they can't do that with, with, with Q. It's because, man, they, w- they would just declare all-out fucking corporate warfare on them. I mean, are you kidding me? Not only that, they would, it would, they would buy, uh, the players now are bought. I mean, uh, they're bought. They, 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 the owners don't have to worry about that shit with them players. Because yeah. just like you said, everything, uh, uh, they get them tangled completely up into uh, anti-activism, let's say. Uh, and everything associated with anti-act or just just uh, uh, just normal shit, you know, just assimilation. They get them caught up in that. So no, they won't do it. They they, they they're not, you know. The the NBA just re- they would rather switch than fight. <laughs> right, 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 right. Not, that's why it's not gonna happen, you know. Okay, okay, but th- so I I'll, I'll give you that. But this speaks to the lack of recognition of your own power because the NBA don't didn't make LeBron. Right. LeBron makes the NBA. Right. Mm-hmm. Magic. The NBA didn't make Magic. Magic made the NBA. Right. You understand what I'm saying? It's it's the it's the group it's the players that play the game. That make the score. Oh, full circle. No martyrs. Just like y'all said. That's right, what this right. is all about. Exactly. Nobody wants exactly. to be a martyr. That's exactly what this is about. But you don't have to be somebody. I mean, do, do you really have to be a martyr though? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you won't be a martyr. Well, yeah, when, you when, be a martyr. They, when they when they turn on the corporate uh terrorism, yeah, man. The first line is gonna get shot down. Somebody's gonna have some wounds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unless you know Jesus comes or some shit. But but uh, I don't have any hope for that happening if, if they if they go against the NBA at any level. If it's starting to lead up to it, these guys. That's the thing, man. I think when a person makes so much paper, right? There is no uh, line between criminal. And, and rich. I mean, you know, all that goes away thing. because at the end of the day, right. survival becomes survival for my money. That's and it. It, it just, it, it, so I don't know. I don't, I don't think it, yeah, it's possible if some cats grab their balls and shit and get real courageous and no understand it, uh, you know, I'm going to take the hit until I'm dead and then maybe... 50 years from now, you know, they're going to give me a day or a street or some shit, you know, because, it, you know, people right. are going to, people are going to read right. and understand that they're not, no, they're not, they're, the they're like, oh, fuck that, the, I'm getting mine now, we'll figure that shit out in some other way. The reality is Johnny Damon getting out of his car saying, hey, cops, hey, how you guys doing? You know, I contribute oh, to I your mean, stuff. But that's also, like, race is the most artificial of constructs. Right. Like it has been imposed upon this continent, you know, the the British Empire imposed it on a lot of continents, actually. But uh-huh. you know, so when you get down and you start digging and stuff, it like you have to you have to take an extra step to be like, okay, I'm gonna raise this village. The first village you're gonna raise is your own, you know, your people, and you know, your people they go they go they go they gonna hang on that money. They go, you know, if you ever see broke or the ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People are hanging on your money. Um, yeah. So you're talking about only you're talking about dudes who have made it, made it, made it, and by the time that they've made it and the money 
becomes a thing where they could use the, the, the maturity and the consciousness, match the money that they've made. And now that money's already been scattered to the winds and they've got, they've, they've got ties in corporate America. They, you know. Yeah, I think they have a distinct decision to, to make. A, I mean, a very fucking precise decision when they start doing activism that they are going to have, to, they are going to be challenged for their bread. They know it with endorsements and whatever they got going on. And, and they don't ever just come say, look, you need to cut that shit. They come with all types of fucking hints and this and that. And then they just start action against that ass. And you'd be like, damn, I oh, thought I was supposed yeah, to. You, you, you get that phone call from your man. He goes, hey, you know, I'm hearing some things, you know, tasty cappy with, uh, with what you're saying out there, blah, blah, blah. It's going to affect market share, you know, yeah, which right. is code for shut up or they're going to pull, yeah, they gonna pull your money. Right. Right. money. Yeah, pull your bread. You know, they another another interesting. Next, sad to say, you the know, old people you've been supporting. You know, I don't, I don't want to just sit around and talk about. I don't just want to sit around and talk about situations that can't be solved, or like you know, I I don't know if we're like actually discussing any real, any real solutions. You know, no, we no, we we got to talk about how where you can find a store that has shirts with sleeves. We got solve some shit. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Right. Walk around here looking like Tiberius. <laughs> Get slapped out, homie. That's right. That's right. That's right. Tiberius. People out for the low. Yo, I, I ran help into the, you know, the gay homie that's on them skits and shit? Yeah. Yo, I ran into her one night and, and I was like, damn, I know her from somewhere, but I don't even when I feel like that, I hate to even approach women time I don't, you know, they'd be like, come on, nigga. But you know, but but I, I saw her. Dang, man, she was cool little girl. Cause I cause once I recognized her, and I was like, the gay homie. Yeah, the less yeah. She didn't want to talk much. She kept it moving, but but yeah, I ran into her. I thought yeah. that was funny. Wrong equipment. Wrong equipment. Mm-hmm. Man, wrong equipment. <laughs> Oh, you trying to mute me? No, I'm saying that. I was like, saying, you know, you wasn't, you wasn't, you wasn't, you wasn't the flavor she was looking for. Oh, I don't know. No, no, that's, yeah, I don't, she I don't know. She didn't look she gay. Not. That's just that's, a, that's why I didn't recognize her because she did. You know, she didn't look bushed up or nothing. You know, not to bushed say up. that you got to be bushed up to be gay. Bushed I'm not up. saying none of that. I don't get man. Don't come at me with that bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, all flavors, all shapes, sizes, and colors. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is, bro. If that that's you know, and I'm saying that just to be open. I'm not saying that in the same vein as the eight to eighty blind cripple crazy. I'm just saying, right. All, all I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, we we, I I saw somewhere where they were like, well, you know, everybody's coming up with these ideas. Nobody's come up with any solutions and everything. Oh yeah, there's plenty of solutions out there. No one's come up with a method to instill some fucking bravery and courage and a. And and a people who are justifiably shook from centuries of shit. Once sure. once once there really is, that's why they mash out, uh, you know, certain people. Because I really think it's because they are getting people to become courageous. Right. And once you once you get people to become courageous, you know, you 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 have you have a certain amount of power, and so. That's why everything is fear-based. Everything is, you know, take away, lock you up, kill you, whatever, because they have to keep, they have to keep the fear in the oppressed, the disenfranchised, down to, they have to. And so when someone comes along and can roar courage into folks, uh, that's, 
That's that's what that's why I believe the kids will get it done because they're not their, their genes are changing from that fear shit. Even if you could call them shiftless, this, that, and everything else, which which is mostly parents' fault anyway, shiftless. or you know, in society, but they may not have that fucking fear gene. And I think that you know, if 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 anybody will them and black women, I'm I'm kind of putting my hope in to to to. To really change shit around. I ain't even talking about Camilla before that. If you go to Atlanta, you're going to see the power of black women. I don't have the fear gene nope. either. I can just huh? count. It's like, what? you know, <laughs> I can just count. That's all. It's you like, you know, gene? I don't have the fear gene, but I, I can just count. I'm like, Dude, you know, I'm not, I'm serious. I'm <laughs> sure like, you do. I'm like the guy. Sure you do. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm like the, I'm like the guy in old school when he goes, we're going streaking. <laughs> we're going streaking. Come on! And I'm running down the block, fuck naked by myself, and everybody's laughing. Yeah. It's the I'm only not, reason I why I ain't getting taken out because I'm not getting taken out because Will Ferrell. It's not enough oh, of yeah, us. Will Ferrell. There's not enough of. There's not enough not people behind fan. me. Not enough people behind me. We got to get some more asses out there. That's all. Yeah, see, my hope for the future it lies with these these all these um these black homeschooling pods. Yes. These people who are taking control of the of the education system and raising deciding to raise their kids outside of that normal institution, like those kids are going to be special, and those kids are going to think differently. And hopefully, because they've been they've been potted up together, they've been they've been brought up as a community. I'll tell you, so what. they're not being brought up against each other; they're being brought up together. And hopefully, they're going to see that collective collectivism is the way to go. I'll tell you what, man. Some of these conversations make me wish I didn't have some of those questionable threesomes. Because I could fix this shit. I could really fix this shit. What was the question about the threesomes? Two dudes and one girl threesomes or two girls and one dude threesomes? I want to clear it up. Well, only one is a threesome. The other one is a train. Yeah, exactly. One's a threesome, the other's a train. It takes three people, though. Exactly. I didn't mention those. So anyway... What I'm saying is, though, I could fix this shit in 20 years. I really could. I know how to do it. Well, you'll only be in your early 60s. Humorous, John. Let's get, let's I'm going to down, my man. Yeah, man. We're I, all anxiously awaiting. Hanging on like a pubic hair in the shower. I would, man, but you know what? We're running out of time for this show, bro. So I'm going to have to just... Well, get efficient with your words. You guys are just going to have to tune in next time. <laughs> Oh, the solution. Did you read that shit somewhere in between podcasts? <laughs> See, that was good. You like the way, you like the way, you like the way I freaked that, right? Ball, you like the way I freaked that, don't you? Don't you? Holla! Don't you? shot JR, and how did he screw up the threesome? <laughs> Sexual <laughs> chocolate! Did, did, did you draw <laughs> somebody's head like Marvin Gaye? Tune in next time. Tune in next time. Yeah, you can't, you, Rob. You can't say stuff like that because then people are gonna be saying like, "Did did X and Marvin have a threesome with a chick? Did they run a train on somebody?" Uh, you know, no, just, never just, happened. Just for clarity, just for clarity uh, just, Marvin, Marvin and X were not engaged in that type of activity. No, ever. Marvin just got Marvin just got randomly drooled on. Brother's actually very, brother's actually very cool and very woke. You know, so you know, He's good shout to out to Marvin. If you listen to the show, there's a lot of people got shouted out on the show and they've never listened to it and they probably never, they don't even know because they don't listen. They stop hating, like, motherfuckers. Really matter, stop hating. It's all about putting the energy out there. You put the energy out there. Stop hating. <laughs> you 
Seeing lots of views and no likes, but that's okay though. You know what though? I yo, I'm I'm not even mad at cats. It's therapy, like, bro. Yo, nah, it, it is therapy. I'm not even mad at cats for that because, like, you know, we just having fun. You know, I'm at least I'm having fun most of the time. True. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So, I'm getting. Yeah, I'm talking about get it out. You can't. How else you gonna have this this conversation? You're not. Certainly not in a busy fucking restaurant or, or airport or something. You're not. It's giving me second thoughts. Like I was thinking about, I was thinking about the when we were talking about the uh, sexual harassment, and you know they they like you know they canceled Pepe Le Pew the, this week and everything, which is important. First of all, I don't understand why nobody's upset. That should have been that shit should have been done a long time ago. Dude was obviously a rapist. That's what I said. <laughs> You know, I said that as a kid. I'm like, this motherfucker is just pushing up on kitty cats and shit. And he yeah, is really, and really, if you really like these, it's different. To, but a tunist are really dark. Like, you know, and really, Pepe Le Pew was really, a, he's a piece and rapes women back in the 60s. The fucker. Well, hold on. Now, he's what, what version and did then, you see? And shit, then, no, man. but wait, but then, you but no. All right, so, all right, so, so, all right, all right, so, so, all right, so, all right, so, let's just say he's just like a little bit aggressive, right? He's just like, he's you know, on, he's, he's definitely he's, on the meat. He's, 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 but he's on the, he's on the aggressive side. No, but he's, yeah, but he's, he's romantic, right? And after, he forcibly takes the cat. Then they start to like it. It's like the messages that they were giving these kids, like that they were giving kids back in the day. It's like that's just wrong. It's wrong. But listen, that Are you said, facetious. Um, I somewhat, oh. somewhat. Oh, okay, All right. no, somewhat. Oh, okay. Yes, and, yes, Do and me. no. I was like, because like you hell? know what? I I don't get. I don't, I'm not all tight about all this cancel shit. Because to me, it's like I'm just seeing that people are just seeing what was wrong the entire time. And a lot of the cancel stuff isn't really canceling. What they're doing is they're taking it and they're saying like, yo, listen, if you want your kids to see Pepe Le Pew, you have the right to like, you know, download it. They're taking it in there. They're making it like parental control. So if you want to like, let your kids see Tom and Jerry and, and, or you want to see one of these other things, Woody Woodpecker, you can still let them see them. It's just that they can't click on them and see them and watch them over and over. And I see people, like, the way I look at the cancel shit about that is that motherfuckers are just getting mad because they're making them parent. They're making them to be parents. They're making them make decisions about what they're supposed to have to do. They're making them talk to their kids about what Pepe Le Pew is really actually doing. And they don't want to talk to their kids about it. And... Like, you know, Pepe Le Pew to me is like, he's basically harmless. He's a little bit, he's a little bit pushy. You know, I say rapist, like, you know, because it's like, it's like joke. It's a joke at this point. It's like satire because it is. It's comedy. Here's a question. Here's a question for you, John. Cancellation. The cancel culture. Would you say that uh, uh, it's the same as saying that it's a hypersensitive culture it's definitely a hypersent it's definitely a hypersensitive culture okay and we so, are against cancer here's culture. the question the question is uh is not hypersensitivity appropriate and justified right now uh, appropriate and justified? Uh, yes that's hypersensitivity that's... about 
because we're talking about two things, misogyny nah, and race, nah, when it comes nah, to uh, mm, cancel culture, right? Nah, it's, I, it's either misogyny or race of some time, right? I, I, or or, I think or some type of uh, uh, sex shit. So, I would so have to say no. Because of, uh, because of what we are, what we, how we became about our history, hypersensitivity is fucking justified, man. It's fucking called for. Are you kidding me? Every how, single how about, time. How about uh, Gene fucking hitting one out the park? What? When? Right now. You're oh, knocking it out. Oh, oh, oh. No, okay. Yeah, no, no. That's so I always, start, I always start wondering why people are so are engaging in fucking debate over uh, someone being hypersensitive or, or uh, you know, or being victimized by hypersensitivity. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, it's right, like, right. yeah, after, uh, I mean, for the years that that men, especially, now I'm a man, so I, I can go ahead and beat us up a little bit because of our history. We have been a hell of a thing, man, to women. When you really, really think about it. And, and a lot of men will justify it by saying, oh, you know what, that's, you know, women actually like that, you know, and this and whatever, all types of bullshit. So they should. They really should be hypersensitive right now. Uh, that's just my opinion. I don't understand. The, 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 yeah, we're going to have to go through that. It's actually called for. I'm not saying we embrace it and start having parades about hypersensitivity. But just understand that, okay, uh, what they should be focused on is really pointing back to the root every time there's this, there's this, there's this incident with, with hypersensitivity. Someone gets canceled. The reason that probably happened is because here are the facts, not in their situation, but well, in our history. But I'm done. And here's the thing, you know, cancel part of cancel culture is part of the entitlement culture, too, and that everybody thinks their fucking voice should be heard. Uh-huh. Can't cancel me. I got a right to say you can shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> right. I'm black. We've been canceled forever. <laughs> right. Right. Like they canceled us for shit that's way less than what these guys are getting canceled yeah. for. Yeah. So, you know, that's really you know, they the killed, but when they feel entitled that they should be heard, whatever. Well, that's really the basis that's, of what... That's a part of it, too. That's really the basis of the show is, like, you know, when I... when I Cancel culture is actually in the in the actual, like, you know, um, logo for this show. Because we are the culture, and we can't be canceled. It's that simple. You're not canceling. You're not canceling. I feel like, like Gene said, like, as black men, one of the reasons why we have this panel, we have black men voices, male voices of a certain age... Is because they have they've been trying to cancel us for a long time. They have they have other people that speak for us in our place, but our voices don't get heard. So it's like, no, fuck no, you ain't canceling me. You can't cancel me. I'm still here. So if you if you don't want to listen to me, listen, listen. I'm going like I'm waving my hands. Like, can you see me? Can you see? Listen, I got something to say. I'm raising my hand. You don't want to answer me? Fuck it. I'm gonna go by my own microphone. And we'll have our own forum, and we'll discuss this shit ourselves. So yeah, but the but the cancellation. I think that we're actually talking about the same thing, Gene. Like people are upset about the cancel culture and like you know the cancellation. And I'm more I'm more appalled at the responses to the cancellation because I just didn't want to pay attention to what was going on. You have to pay attention to what your kids are watching. You have to have a conversation with them about like what Pepe Le Pew is. You have to have a conversation with them about what Dr. Seuss is actually doing. You know, if you're not, if you're skipping over these conversations, then 
you know, you're leaving a you're leaving a whole fucking gang of shit open and everything. And when when the message doesn't get disseminated right, is it fucking um Warner Brothers fault? Looney Tunes fault? Or is it you as a parent? If you don't want to take responsibility as a parent, don't have the fucking kids. Period. But you need to know what they're watching. You can't. That's just impossible. It's not impossible. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's real hard now. It's not impossible, but it's yeah, real hard it's now. It's very hard. Especially once you give them the phone. And, and, and what are you phone. actually doing by micromanaging them? I mean, Mike, you know, it's, it's just so many. There's, it's well, for it's one, weird. Well, for one thing, it's for one thing. Like we we need more micromanagement of our kids because just giving them the phone and just letting them rock. We've seen the shit that's not. Oh work. no, never that. We've got a whole. We've got a whole. We've got a whole generation of disconnected people. You know that are connected with their phones and can't connect with people. That's like been one of yeah, the because, themes but, of this. That's because the show. iPad's the best babysitter anybody ever created. Right. That's the damn truth. That's and before bad. that, it was the VHS. And what are we? It's, it's, but what are we guilty. sacrificing? <laughs> but look at but what the VHS. You though? controlled what you put into it. Yeah, right. Lying you, you, you know, and this is exactly what you brought into the house. You put into it. And this is the, what the, the, the iPad brings in the entire world to yeah, your living room. Yeah. Right. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. You have to control. You have to have some type of modicum of control over what your kids are seeing and what they're exposed to. Because if you don't, Man, everything and, else that you do, it ain't worth shit. You know, me and my what would have been my mother-in-law uh, had I really screwed that up. We had, we had it out one year cause uh, they were selling TVs dirt cheap where I work, like mm-hmm. all these used TVs. Right. And so you're like, Hey, we're going to get one for here. We're going to get, and she's like, yo, we should get one for Mesa's room. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. How old was it? And she was at that time. Oh. She was probably three, four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, well, we should put one in Mesa. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, like she's not putting a TV in her room, and it became a thing where she forgot who she was talking to, and I had to actually remind her, like, look, there's only one person in this room who is who is that child's father, and every conversation about this child ends with that fact, <laughs> and so she she actually got well, all my children raised t- all my children watched TV when they were kids and they turned out good, and I actually had to say to her, like, yo, I've met all your children, and they're not as fucking good as you think they are. There ain't gonna be no TV in that kid's room. Because one thing that I understood is that once they go in and can close the door, they she don't come back out. Did, did you ever eat food served by her again? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, him a, I, get, really, I had to give him more, some applause because he actually said that. Yeah. He actually said that. And, <laughs> no, I, know you not, said, like and I know that you like, said uh, that because you told me when it happened oh, years ago. Oh, but go yeah, ahead. Like, but, like effectively, that was the beginning of the end of the relationship. No doubt. Her that sounds like, yeah. sound like the kickoff right there. Right? <laughs> but, but, but fuck it. Like I wasn't playing. Like once they oh. go in and they close the door, they ain't coming back out. Right. Yeah, so this so but closing the door now, it, it ain't even closing the door now. Now it's just texting. Yeah. Right. Now they're sitting there right in front of you. <laughs> right. Sitting yeah. sentence fragments. Right. Right. So I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's uh I'm a t- you know what I keep saying over and over again. We weren't prepared to raise kids now. We're 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 winging it right now. There's we're not following any precedents. We're not, you know, there's because there's there's hardly precedence unless you take the twenty year old and start studying them for precedence. But you know, uh, it's we're winging it, man. And and one thing about it is when I took my phones from 
my daughter who's 20 now, when she was like 14, I took her phone and start getting the pattern of, you know, it was always uh, punitive, you know, mm-hmm. when I took her phone and stuff like that. And no one had to tell me this, but it dawned on me that we are evolving and how we communicate and the tools we use for that communication and, and, and everything. I chose to go a different route by not taking her phone for punishments and this, that, and everything else because, because it, in my estimation, it's like putting duct tape over your kid's mouth, you know, uh, 30 years ago and telling them that's your punishment, walk around, and, you know, and function. And so that socially, that's kind of for kids now to function like that. So my, all my point in all this is, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was thinking take because that's what was taught to me. Take some shit, you know, make them uncomfortable, right. punish their ass. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Right. But 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 I don't know that that works for this world. So that's the only reason why I'm just I'm just kind of like I wish somebody had a good book, well, uh, not of- literal book, but the the metaphorical book on uh, you know. Uh, uh, best practices well these days well you know part of saying? part of the educational piece is like you know with this um is that we know that there are certain things that have always worked we know that there are certain techniques that have always helped with the development of kids we know that there are certain ways that kids learn that are better than others and then actually build things up and really the only way to get these things um introduced to our kids is to introduce them ourselves and that's what we basically try to do. We try to, I try to introduce my, to my grandkids. I use, I take advantage of the person that, that I'm with that knows all of these things. So we, ex, we just basically, um, what's the word? Expose them to it, to these things. You know, what happens with technology? Like you said, we're all just like, we're all just figuring it out. And ain't nobody really trying to figure it out because most people are just really going along with it. It's like the greatest, this phone is like, this iPhone is like the greatest marketing tool ever created. You know, all of the marketing companies that used to exist and all the commercial companies that used to exist, now we hold them in the palm of our hands because they track us, they read us, they get all of the information, they get everything that they actually need from us. They know how much, what our heart rates are, they know what we eat, they know what we, where everything, all that information that they used to pay focus groups or we give them for free with our phones. So if you don't take that phone and you don't actually, I take my phone and I put it away. You know, I teach my kids, I teach my grandkids, like, or at least I was like, you know, these phones aren't the best way. And I, I try to get my daughter to, you know, teach them the same way. And it actually works for them. It actually works for them. You know, so we know that there are things that we can do. And that's just like, you know, just trying to give an answer to your question. What you say is actually true. It's like more true because most people aren't going to take the time or they don't know where to begin with this because we didn't, we didn't give them a blueprint for parenting. We didn't, a lot of, a lot of times, like, you know, because we gave them the phone, our kids don't even know how to communicate with us without the phone. And that's a bigger problem. So we've got a whole kind of fix a problem trying to, trying to, answer all these questions and we don't even know how to I communicate with these people online and the first thing as soon as they hear something that's that's adversarial to their point of view they go directly for the insults they're going directly in for the insult that never ends well for them because I'm always faster with the insults than they are and I'm like a rude motherfucker you know and look 
I'm not wearing shirts. I'm not wearing sleeves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Suns out, guns out. Suns out, guns out. That's the time of guy that's the type of guy I am. You know. Yeah. I'm like I very nice and go, oh. Is that I'm sorry, you want me to release your neck? To go with that. You want me to release your neck? See, I cut my hair. I had to I had to get rid of it. You know. I had to get really? rid of it. Yeah. When? A couple weeks ago. Oh, right? bro, he had he had the he had the worst TWA in the history That's of right. TWA, dude. Yeah, I was about I was I was trying to decide it was the I, I'm, 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 I'm up for the shave it TWA. Shave it a braid. Teeny weeny afro. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was either shave it or braid it. Right. Shave it or braid it. And I opted for the shave because I'm thinking about the business. Uh, no, you know, come so. here. Come here. Gonna make that money. Uh, he 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 opted for Come he opted in. for the shade because hey, hey this what you do his, this what uh, you do when kids don't know how don't want to comb their hair. <laughs> <laughs> Gene, you're wrong. Gene, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> Gene just if John, had, if John just had a different missus, he braided, but he yeah. he didn't go that route. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Gene just Gene just unfortunately pulled some child off of the street there. And just had him coming from <laughs> Who was that child that you just embarrassed here? That's, the, that? that's my 14 year old boy. Oh, my only boy. It's not right. It's not right. He just mm-hmm. basically he just did him Yeah, up. man. That, that that's that, that he he's he got he's got the good life. His man, when when we get together with his grown brothers and sisters, they be looking at him like, Man, you suck, man, you spoiled, man. You did <laughs> They be ready to get a, a throat chop from daddy, though, if they keep going, man. But that's what it is, shit. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. He ain't never offering the 14-year-old a throat chop. You know what it is? Yeah. Look, he got me at 51. They had me 20s, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. people. Right. <laughs> you were still able to do the high karate kicks. <laughs> man, a, you know what the funny thing is? Shit that I used to do, I would never dream about doing again. Like, Leaving kids at babysitters and daycares and at home, uh, you know, well, just, I mean, just, it was just reckless, you know, back then, uh, when I was young, I didn't give a shit. And I that's mean, why you can walk to the store. And I'll tell, tell you the truth. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's how a lot of us raised our kids and it like kind of reflects on their attitudes towards us. So fellas, we've reached the t- all right, yeah. Born in Trouble. the two episodes, but I'd like to thank you all. Mr. Robert Brooks. Yo. I'm like, you know, we got to say goodbye. Did he, did he, he didn't sign off yet, did he really? I, I don't know. I, 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 He's I, gone. Oh, yeah, he gone. He gone. Grant, I thought it was one square down. Yeah, Grant, Grant doesn't get. I, I was in a different field. He might have so got an American. You that's know, it. he's a captain or a general. That's it. That's it. So something's up. Fire department. Nah, but you know I'm being funny. Hopefully it's not the. Hopefully it's not the chicken. <laughs> I, I saw this picture online. It was a picture of a of a North Korean jet. It had little shiny things all up and down, and the caption said, "North Korea hasn't had a war in four years." <laughs> Wow. You want to talk about propaganda? This dude got medals all up in there. What do you get the medals for? Right. Surfing. Surfing exercises. Yeah. Surfing. Training exercises. Surfing. Iron Man. And Gene. Gene Hopkins. From Los Angeles. Time time for the ribs. So, so fellas. I won't do that. Nope. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's been real. And it's been- That's it. Born in trouble. Peace. Good to see you all. See y'all next Sorry, time. Sorry. All right. Ooh, <laughs> it. That's it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>